Welcome to the Nourishment Mindset Podcast, your guide to good food, good health, and a good life. And now, here's your host, Nutrition Network Advisor and author of the Nourishment Mindset, Dixie Huey. Happy Tuesday, y'all. It's Transformation Tuesday on the Nourishment Mindset Podcast, and today we're talking about kid food. How do we nourish our children? And my main question is, what the heck is kid food? One of my favorite things about kids is how they'll just leave a bite or two on a plate. These little mini humans tend to know exactly when they have had enough to eat, and they're just not inclined, rather, to clean a plate just for the sake of doing so. We parents all fret about picky eaters, getting our kiddos to eat enough of the good stuff, and gosh, is it healthy? How do we know? Well, I'm here to tell you that in general, a lot of what is marketed as healthy is not. And this goes for what is presented as kid food. In short, y'all, we're all being played big time. Today, I have a special guest here with me who has actually taught me a lot about food. His name is Fletcher Huey. Welcome, Fletch. Well, hi. <laughs> Thanks for taking time out of your school week to join me. <laughs> so, got a few questions for you, buddy. What is your least favorite thing? about having a mom who is a health coach? <laughs> well, it might be because uh, she always tells me, don't eat too much bread, don't eat too much bread. Now, why would I tell you not to eat too much bread, Fletch? Because I'm going to get diabetes. Well, yes, that's the short answer. But really, as you know, and as we, as we have discussed, it's really about not overindulging in carbohydrates, especially simple carbohydrates. So, how about characters on food packaging? What do we know about the characters that try to sell kids food, Fletcher? Well, what you told me so far is, uh, whenever a kid sees that character, they're gonna be like, Yeah, now, I don't know why they want to buy that for some reason. Well, because Donald Duck's awesome, right? Yeah, he's like... <laughs> right? So yeah. whatever he's selling must be good. But what do you know about what is in packages that have characters marketing? Um, it's probably mostly going to be stuff that's bad. Right. Because they have to try too hard, right? Yeah. Right. So let's flip to the other side, Fletcher. How do you know, and I just want your answer. I don't want health coach mom answer. Okay. If a food is good for your body, how do you know if something's good for you? Just innately as a, as a smart child. Well, let's say I go over to someone's house and I have like 
two Hershey bars. Whoa! <laughs> um, I feel this, like, weird, off feeling in my stomach. Hmm. Feels bad. Does it immediately feel bad? Um, no, probably after I've, like, chugged down the whole okay. shebangle. All right. So that's, like, too much chocolate, too much sugar. It feels bad. But what about on the flip side? What if a food is good for you? How do you know that you, it's... How do, how do kids even know what's good for them? I... Well, how I know is it usually feels nourishing, like, soothing. Like I'm getting mas- a, a massage. Ooh, interesting. So what kind of foods do that for you Uh, what are nourishing foods for Fletch well I would say when you cook like maybe um, the big peppers stuffed with um, Italian sausage right yeah we put fresh basil on that from our garden right Um, I, I also like like pasta or rice with like a uh, hot dog and then some uh, vegetables like carrots or uh, not celery, but uh, just sometimes broccoli. Well, yeah. let me stop you right there. So some of the folks listening are like hot dogs. Why is a health coach serving hot dogs? Well, let me tell you something, folks. There's hot dogs and then there's hot dogs. So. Some hot dogs, conventional hot dogs, are filled with things like MSG, uh, sort of uh, what is the, the most common hydrolyzed soy protein. That sounds like it maybe is good or some kind of genetically engineered stuff. It's freaking MSG. So here's what I love about hot dogs. When you do an organic grass-fed hot dog, you're getting a little something-something in there that no one wants to talk about. And that is organ meat. <laughs> it's not the bacon, it's not the sides they're putting in, it's organ meat. And this is a whole nother future podcast, but we tend to eschew organs uh, in the West. They are extremely nutrient dense. So hot dogs can be just basically a pile of, I'll not say it, or they can be a highly nourishing thing. So it's all in like where, from where did you source your hot dog? So Fletch has given you a few of those things. Fletch, let's talk about favorite after school snacks. I would say you have a number one thing and it's got an Italian, you have Italian heritage from your dad. What is your favorite after school snack? You had it today. (laughs) Yeah, almost every day. Um, I really like, probably almost none of you have heard of this, some of you probably have, a caprese salad. Alright, tell me what's on that. Mozzarella. And tomato, and my mom sometimes adds avocado. Yes. And Um, what goes on top of that? Well, I really like it when she puts not one kind of balsamic vinaigrette, but two. Yeah, this kid's a bit picky. He always says, Mom, I see the um, the red balsamic, but did you put the white? But there's something really important, too, that's like golden delicious that we always put on that we use a ton of. 
Drizzle? Yes, What's I that? think that would be called olive oil. Olive oil, one of my favorite things ever since I worked for a wonderful olive oil producer. I fell in love with olive oil, but then there's some other stuff we sprinkle on there. So obviously salt, and I gotta say, this is not a sponsored thing, but I love Redmond sea salt. This is from an ancient seabed in, of all places, Utah. Think of it, Salt Lake City. Back in the day, way back in the day, this was a seabed. But there's another secret ingredient that I'm gonna let Fletch tell y'all about because I had been kind of sneaking this into all kind of dishes for a while, pulling the wool over he and his dad's eyes. Fletch, what do we just love now in this house? And I did fess up to you. What's it called? Pluck. Pluck. What's pluck, Fletch? Pluck is, it might sound pretty disgusting at first. True, yep. We got a weird relationship with these, uh, Awful or organ meats. What is yes, pluck? it is organ meats mixed with like spices. It basically tastes like just a meaty version of the Redmond sea salt you just talked about. Right, another family-owned company just like Redmond. A lot of people would probably think, "Oh, organs, they taste like rubber with meat." Ugh. Often they can if you don't cook them right, but pluck's <laughs> different, right? It's just a delicious yes. seasoning. Y'all, I, I, uh, I'm not going to say what came to mind. I blank you not, Fletch literally says, did you put pluck on that? Now, I, I'll, I'll tell you something. You, you got to not tell them you're putting desiccated organs on their food as a seasoning. You wait until they just love it and ask for it, and then if you feel like it, parents, you say, do you know what pluck is? And then it's like this <laughs> unveiling, but by this time they're, they're addicted, right? I mean, you love it, you didn't care. Yeah. So tell me something else, Fletcher. Um, we talked about how your love of caprese, that's definitely your <laughs> Italian heritage. One of the things that your dad and I developed for you, it's just, for me, it's making food fun, not that you have to make food fun, but we have this divided tray and oftentimes, if we're not doing a caprese, which now it seems like we're often doing a caprese, but even if it's like a mid-morning thing or after school or I don't know, Fletch is just hungry. This guy is a, he's a tank. He requires a lot of nourishment. Um, Fletch, tell him, tell him about the partition dish, the smorgasbord. What is a smorgasbord? Your dad coined this, I think, well, someone coined it before him, but in our house, what is a smorgasbord? When you say, Mom, I want a smorgasbord, I'm really hungry. What are you asking for? What's in that plate? A lot of times, there's a smaller version of a caprese salad. True, you can put a caprese in a partition. Um, there could also be some carrots with ranch. Homemade, right? Do you yes. remember how we make that? Yes, I think we put like all, uh, olive oil and some mayo. Sour cream. Sour cream. Maybe some whole full fat yogurt and then a ton. Ah, he's holding up the pluck. pluck. Obviously pluck. Dill, garlic powder, onion powder, tons, tons, tons of dill, hopefully fresh. 
way more spices than you think you need. So yeah, carrots and ranch, that's a big one. What other kinds of things? Do we ever have any fruit on there? Yeah, like grapes and apple slices. Okay. Sometimes some roasted nuts. Yeah. Roasted nuts. I love roasting nuts in coconut oil, and you can guess we put pluck on them, redmond salt. This is just sort of a broken record here. Also, you're liking the Parmesan slices and the baby bells. You can do up the cheese. Um, let's talk about eggs, Fletch. As mom always says, you know, don't swallow a multivitamin, eat an egg. I'm always trying to get you to eat eggs, but I think I finally found a way to make it work. And this is also a place uh, where you, this is a fam another family owned. So there's Redmond, there's Pluck. Travis is stretching out if you're hearing noise on the floor. Um, this is a source that we use for, the way I got Fletch to eat eggs is an egg sandwich, right? This is also the place where we make homemade pizza. All right, so what company do we support that is just, we're on a monthly subscription, y'all. I cannot speak highly enough of this company. They're amazing. What are they called, Fletch? Organic Bread of Heaven. Oh my my. Why do you like Organic Bread of Heaven? I really like it is because it's a bread that you'll allow me to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and they have all kinds of stuff like pizza crusts, buns, which we have right in front of us. Yeah. Um, tons of buns. Um, I think I already said pie crusts. Yep. Well, no, but those, yeah. I mean, if you want to make a dessert, it's good to start with like the most natural organic ingredients. Yeah. And cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. I know. And it's not like you're getting many of those, yeah. but it's, it's delicious stuff. So I hope that the theme has come through that a lot of this is your sourcing. I personally am allergic to wheat, which is really annoying because back in the day, one of my absolute favorite things was a baguette with butter and sea salt. I mean, who doesn't love that, y'all? Olive oil? Well, olive oil, it could be anything. But um, I learned that I was allergic to wheat. Sometimes do I cheat? Sure, but I realized that that's, an inflammatory thing for me and with organic bread of heaven I know that they don't have any we talked about getting your fats right they do not use inflammatory fats and basically every conventional bread does so this is super important to me so there is one more company I mean we're just having fun with this we talked about it I mean I've got in my book um, chapter 26 is kid food and other marketing BS um, but I'm always looking, I, I don't want Fletcher to be denied a quote normal childhood. I don't want to raise the weirdo kid, but I also don't want to give him things that are inflammatory. So it's a little bit of a balance beam. I mean, you don't want to be nutty about it as parents, um, but if you can find a healthier option. And one company that we have recently found, um, I'm going to let Fletch talk about them, uh, I, I couldn't believe myself. I, I found this in our local Winn-Dixie here on Marco Island, and I, I just stood there like, are you freaking kidding me? 
all kids love potato chips, right? I mean, what's there not to like? Now, my solution for potato chips, french fries, thank you, Travis, for making noise. That's our giant 120-pound noof. Come on, man. In the background, my solution is buy an air fryer. You can frickin' make anything in an air fryer. You cut those potatoes slim, you cut them fry cut, sweet potatoes, you name it. Throw in some healthy, as in get your fats right, oils, and that Redmond sea salt, maybe some pluck. And you've got awesome fries and chips. But sometimes, maybe we don't have time to make the best. So Fletch, tell us about this company that we just found this weekend. Remember their name? Um, Siete? Siete. So what did we buy from Siete where your mom had her mouth hanging open in the aisle of Winn-Dixie? Actually, potato chips that don't stink. How often do I buy potato chips? Like, I've never seen a potato chip <laughs> in our house. Like, I've only had those with, like, burgers or sandwiches. Yeah, out of the house. Somewhere. So this is the Garza family. Um, apparently, a family member had some health conditions, and they wanted to go grain-free. They're a third-generation Mexican-American family, and I can tell you... These freaking chips, what are the ingredients? Potatoes, avocado oil, and sea salt. I have never seen anything like this. This kind of product gives me hope um, because it shows that we can use our dollars to support foods that are not inflammatory because conventional potato chips are potatoes which are probably sprayed with glyphosate if they're not well if they're not organic they are sprayed with glyphosate and then toxic seed oils which we talked about the hateful eight go back in podcast time if you want to know more about those get your fats right that's the name of that episode and then who knows what other preservatives and gunk this family siete chips they make tortilla chips i'm not saying eat a ton of tortilla chips and potato chips, but let's face it, sometimes we want to crunch, right, Fletch? Yeah, I just took a bite of one right now. That's right, and sometimes you just want to enjoy some of the things that other kids around you are enjoying. So, Fletch, I want to thank you for being a part of the podcast today. Is there anything that you think that we should have mentioned that we haven't mentioned? Oh. I mean, I don't know. Uh, just I could be in another episode. Oh, down the line. I think he did a great job, folks. So, Fletch, why don't you hang out? Mom's going to finish up the episode here because it's been pretty smoothly other than the Newfoundland moving around and snoring in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, so you hang out. I might mm-hmm. bring you in towards the end. I want to switch gears a little bit, folks. Um, years ago, I read a few books that really influenced my thinking about how we nourish children. I want to say before I even was pregnant with Fletcher. Uh, one of these books is called Bringing Up Bebe. This is a French author, and she is promoting the concept of a cadre. What is a cadre? A cadre is a framework. So basically, Bringing Up Bebe states that kids need a framework. They need freedom within a framework but they need a framework. This is more about like a behavior, but I think it 
works also for nutrition. We have a framework in our family of how we nourish ourselves, and it can be pretty broad, but we stay in that framework 95% of the time. The second book I read that really got me was French Kids Eat Anything. And I have, um, I'm really grateful that I've been uh, able to spend a fair amount of time in France. And the key takeaways from this book um, and, and spending time with the European kids is they don't get special or different table side treatment. That's the big one. What's served is served. There ain't no kids dish. There ain't no kids menu. The other thing is that it's all about exposure. And I really love this because I think it's not just for children, it's for all humans. My French friends have this philosophy that you need to expose a child to a food 10 times before they might like it. And I love that because we've all seen our kids' faces. I don't like that. And just said, well, they don't like it, you know? And, the whole French philosophy of nourishing, and really it's more of a palate education, is that they actually need 10 times. And a French mother might puree green beans, maybe add something to that, and then over time it might turn into an actual green bean. But again, the point is, just because they don't like it the first, third, sixth time does not mean that they don't like green beans. It means that maybe they're young, impressionable palates need more exposure. So Shea Huey here, we don't force anything, but we do ask that Fletcher at least taste all the foods that are presented. He doesn't need to finish it. I don't want to start a war over food. It's just this is what's on your plate. This is what's been cooked and presented to you as nourishment, and you will try it. I'll tell you something too, he doesn't remember this, but Fletcher, when you were 10 months old and we took you to Italy the first time, you ate everything we put in front of you. Do you wanna know what the most bizarro thing you ate was? Do you remember from the stories? Fried calamari. Yes, you ate calamari, but you also ate octopus, not fried. Barely cooked octopus. And we chopped it up into teeny pieces and you went to town. So I know you'd never eat that now, but I have distinct memories sipping wine, watching you eat octopus. What? I think I'm gonna have nightmares for the rest of my life. <laughs> it wasn't alive, dude. You're fine. <laughs> I know, but I don't like the suckers. Yeah. So here's something for us parents to think about. And this is something that I, you know, I think about all the time. I, I had an eating disorder. I've been upfront about that in prior episodes. I'll talk about it later. I don't want to make a weird food kid, okay? But what I'll say is that our expectations <clears throat> are important for our children, as well as learned behavior and our cultural traditions. So just as the nourishment mindset is about, for me and, and for the clients that I work with, we, we really need to change the lens through which we view food and its role in our lives. So you, I work mostly with adults, and so it's instead of counting calories or grams of this or steps of that or any other just sort of unmeaningful thing that was developed five minutes ago, 
what has been done through evolution is thinking about food through its nourishment density. So I venture here that we need to just ditch the entire idea of kid food. Y'all, kid food is malarkey. Kid food is a way to sell your family, market to your kids, and have you pay more for like super disgusting gunk. Now, is a thing here and a thing there gonna kill them? Absolutely not. It's not the Fletch has never had you know, Cheetos, you know, that's an occasional mm. dalliance. I've tried to do homemade Cheetos and he rejects them. You don't like those, do you? They're just Sheesh. not the real thing. But I, I am steadfast on this. Cheetos, to use an example in my family, that's not food. That's ultra processed garbage. And so it's a, and I don't necessarily say that to you when you eat it. Me. It pains me to buy it. But you know what? You like it. I don't want to raise a weird kid. Occasionally I'll put one in my mouth. Dang, that actually pairs nicely with Chardonnay. So I get it. But is this something that I'm putting in my kid's lunchbox every day? Hell no. There is no nourishment there. There's no nutrient density. Everything in that packet of Cheetos is a depletion. And so it's okay to take some depletions. We need to focus on investments. And so investments are the nourishing foods that we choose. So let's just back up. Let's back up to fundamentals. What is food? You know, food is nourishment. It's nutrition. A lot of people like to talk about vitamins, minerals, macronutrients like carbs, proteins, and fats. Food is also pleasure. It could be fun. It could be faux. Food can be many things. But what is food at its very core? Food, and I'm talking about adults and kids, is information for every cell in your body. So what you ingest is sending signals and information to everything. And when I say in your body, I include your skin. That's your biggest organ. So why do we let big food marketers divide us humans into adults and kids when it comes to food? We're no different. We're all the human <laughs> element. It's profitable for them, but there is no benefit to us other than just pure convenience. And hey, busy parents, I get it. Sometimes convenience, that's what we gotta go with. But Thinking about food as information for yourselves should at least bring you to a pause. In a future episodes, I will talk about how do we make this practical because everyone's busy. I'll tell you, Fletcher talked about caprese, smorgasbord, all this stuff super quick. This doesn't have to be Julia Child in the kitchen. So I'm gonna switch gears for a minute. I remember a while back stupidly asking my dentist brother, why in the world would I bother with brushing the baby teeth? How are they so important? They're gonna fall out anyway. The now me goes, uh, duh, bacteria in the mouth. You don't want bacteria in your bloodstream. It doesn't matter that the teeth are gonna fall out. This for me is ditto the food that we feed our kids. Again, the food is information Whatever they're eating is information for their developing brains and bodies. So what this means is their fare is critically important. I would add that it's more important to nourish our kids than ourselves. That's a hard admission because I'm all about 
nourishing the human body. But I mean, let's face it, folks, these are the one the other people that are growing and developing. So when I in in we'll be closing up here pretty soon, but this kid episode hits me um, close to home because in college, my thesis was on treating childhood obesity through this lens of a biopsychosocial model. I know, super nerdy. Um, I will tell you this, my kind of key takeaway the last time I read that when we were moving and I found it is that the numbers of childhood obesity are about half then, this was 99. Um, they're half of what they are now. Today, just hang with me for a moment, take a deep breath. I don't know how many kids you think are obese. I'm not talking about overweight. I'm not talking about about to have a growth spurt. 20% of US children are obese. This is not big bone, this is obese. And guess what? This is courtesy of our friends at the CDC, for better or for worse, whatever you think of them. And the data's from 2020, so it ain't any better. It's much worse, I can assure you. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer here, but our kids now are developing type 2 diabetes. They're also developing non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Our kids aren't alcoholics, but the amount of sugar permeating through their systems is creating profound metabolic issues as well as dental problems. Why is this? Well, kid food, faux food, false food, it's a simple recipe for kids and adults. It's grains usually sprayed with glyphosate, faux toxic fats that hijack your metabolic system. These are the hateful eight or the uh, factory fats from the Get Your Fats Right episode, preservatives, flavor additives, and sugar. This is not a good combination. This is not stuff you want to be putting in this is not information for your cells. This is garbage. Garbage in, garbage out. The only difference between kid food and ultra-processed food is basically marketing with labels and characters. The bottom line is a lot of us, maybe unknowingly, are raising a nation of sugar-addicted, ultra-processed food-addicted youngins. They move from a sweet-laden breakfast to another snack to I gotta say, sorry, the school lunches are horrendous. That's another episode. Um, followed by more crap post-school and then the kids' menus and restaurants. So this is a sugar roller coaster. This is setting our children up for type two diabetes and that non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. They're hungry because their meals are void of nutrients. This also affects their behavior big time. It looks like hanger, whininess, hyperness, followed by crashes, attention deficit disorder, et cetera, et cetera. I urge you to watch a documentary called The Magic Pill. Uh, it follows a few different people slash families, but there's a family in this. Every parent should watch this. It, it's really, it's actually inspiring. Um, there's a child who is re really struggling and through nutritional changes, nourishment mindset, I'll call it, um, it really demonstrates the difference in this one. You know, this is an N of one experiment, but this child's behavior, it's amazing. It's a miracle, except it's not. 
They got rid of the ultra-processed garbage. They switched to real whole foods. So Fletcher and I talked about a little bit what does this look like on a plate. Um, in summary, it looks like feeding your kids real food. <laughs> in my book, The Nourishment Mindset, I have a whole chapter, as I mentioned, and I've got all kind of um, ideas, advice, quick things. This doesn't, you know, Fletcher said carrots and ranch, caprese salad. It can even be your own home pop popcorn. It can be an apple with cashew butter. It can be cheese slices, hard-boiled eggs, deviled eggs, pepperoni rolls, just real food. As I said, it can be freaking hot dogs, organic grass-fed hot dogs without soy protein in them. And what else, Fletch? What do you want to add? Turkey and mayo rolls. Yes, that avocado oil mayo from Primal Kitchen is good stuff. Yeah. So I would like to end on a positive note. You have these, as you know, you have fabulous kids. They're just every day they have such curiosity and, and they're just, they're wonderful when you're blessed with having a child in your life. Think of, let's redefine kid food. Kid food is how do we create a culinary adventure for our children? How do we make kitchen time fun? There are kids cookbooks out there. You can always substitute ingredients that are not nourishment mindset friendly. But I think the best thing we can do with our kids is to give them a kid size apron and get in the kitchen and work together, enjoy together to nourish ourselves. Fletch, any, uh, any parting thoughts, buddy? My co-pilot tonight? <laughs> um, kids can actually be very creative when they come to a kitchen. I have made up some just like crazy butt stuff. Um, I've made something with like vanilla yogurt and uh you grapes. like to make desserts yeah. yeah um i also like to put some chocolate sauce yeah something. it's fine with you yeah i don't absolutely. know what it's called well it's, it's the hershey's simple we don't do a lot of that but yeah the whole point here, folks, is to invite your kids in. Yep, strawberries and a little bit of cocoa powder and salt, maybe some olive oil, coconut oil. Maybe some occasional jam. Maybe. But the whole point is involve the kids. Remember that food is information for their cells. And you know what? There ain't no such thing as kid food. It's just real whole foods. So thanks for listening to this episode of The Nourishment Mindset. We will look forward to welcoming you back next Tuesday. If you have any ideas or any questions that you would like answered, hit me on Instagram at Nourishment Mindset. Hit me on LinkedIn at Dixie L. Huey. And lastly, I appreciate Megan from Oregon, and I believe Mary from Oregon chimed in too, asking for me to do an episode on kid food. And finally, finally, I thank you, Fletcher. Thank you. All right, y'all. Till next Tuesday. Au revoir.